I have a problem with David Hetty. You can open a set by being like really distraught and uncomfortable and slow and saying, I want to know what I Hi, hello. Uh, this is David Hetty, and uh, welcome to uh, This is I Have a Problem with David Hetty. Um, we right now, right now, this is episode 13 of, of after, after two years of this project, and I just, I guess it goes to show you that there are so few people who have problems with me uh, for, you know, for those I guess most people, for those who don't know uh, what the podcast is, is basically I invite on people who know me well and uh, have an issue with me. They don't like an aspect of my personality or something happened one time and then they tell me what it is and uh, then we go, we discuss it or I defend myself or explain to them why, in fact, they are mistaken. And, um, anyway, that's what it is. Uh, and this, I should, I should say that this podcast is a part of the No More Radio uh, podcast network. You can listen to all of our, their podcasts at nomoradio.com. Uh, support for No More Radio comes from the Montreal Improv. You can find out more about them at montrealimprov.com. So yeah, I think they've got seven podcasts at this point on the network. So go check it out, nomoradio.com. And uh, yeah, so what else? Okay, so this is like a pretty special a very special episode because my 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 guest is none other than my father, uh, Gabriel Hetty, and yeah. So what to say about this? I mean, I I kind of want, I thought a conversation between the two of us would be something that people would enjoy listening to, and there is lots to discuss. I mean, come on, any relationship with a a, a father and a son there are bound to be problems. But my father. Uh, who's like a super lovely man and a loving father. He didn't want to talk poorly of me. Uh, I mean, basically, especially publicly, but also just, I don't know. We don't necessarily always talk about what's going on. At the time the podcast was recorded, uh, which was four or five months ago in December, I was actually staying at his place, living there for about maybe a week or 10 days. And things, you know, I, 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 you know, I wasn't so happy in the situation. And I recorded the intro. Um, what? I was, it was like the evening time when I was hiding out at U of T, the University of Toronto, just before a show. And it was like cold and dreary. And I was just like fed up with things. But things are going much better right now. I'm actually, again, while I'm sitting at my, my uncle's cottage, uh, just on my own, like just doing work. It's super lovely. And, uh, yeah. So my, what do you have to know? My dad's an engineer by training, professional engineer, electrical. Uh, he worked for the ministry of transportation in Ontario for many years as a project manager. And then he taught computer programming at Seneca college in Toronto. And, uh, I think you'll be able to see how his very sort of scientific mind comes through clearly. Um, yeah, what else I want to say? What else is briefly? Oh yeah. So this, I mean, anyway, on May 5th, the, is the re-release of my album that came out a long time ago, actually about a year ago, uh, called it was okay. So you can go to stand up records, 
com, and you'll be able to get it re-edited audio video uh, from standuprecords.com on May 5th and there's so many good comics on that who've been rec- recorded with them like like uh, David Cross and Maria Bamford and Doug Stanhope and oh my god just it's pretty it's pretty crazy and wild anyway also what happened is there there were lots of other um podcasts that I recorded recently with other people because I came back from a tour uh, up the west coast so if you're interested you can go to my website and look at the the press etc link and there was one I recorded with Jason Rouse uh, in LA that's a safe word podcast and then and Johnny Taylor and Keith Lowe Jensen in Sacramento they have uh, it's funny because their podcast uh, and then Vancouver um Stop Podcasting Yourself with Graham Clark and, and Dave Shumka. And in Portland, which was a real train wreck of a recording, because I arrived to Curtis Cook's house uh, Sunday morning when he told me to be there, and he was passed out. Um, so he threw up, and then he came out and sat, lay down on his couch, and we talked about things with uh, co-host Ray Sean Wickwire, so that's called Black by Popular Demand. Uh, anyway, I guess that's about it. So... Enjoy the podcast with with uh, my father, Gabriel Hetty, and yeah. At one point, it cuts up. We come back. Nothing. We just oftentimes, you know, you do. You have a conversation. You stop the recording, and then the real conversation begins. So we just began again, but nothing was really missed. Uh, thanks very much, and uh, enjoy. All right, that's it. Hello. 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 <laughs> uh, this is really odd. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks for thanks for doing this. I'm only doing it because you almost insisted that I do it. Okay. All right. That's fair. Um, yeah. Okay. I know. I know. This isn't something you wanted to do. What's that? This isn't something you wanted to do, really. Right. Sometimes you said you wanted to, and then I would. I would sort of bring it up, and you'd be like, "Uh, no, actually." No, no. I always said I didn't want to do it because I didn't think this was a good idea. You mean in general? You mean I think what you're doing with these podcasts, I didn't particularly think was a wise thing to do. Right. And that's why I didn't want to do it until I think you or Sheila suggested that I talk about why I disapprove of the podcasts, which I thought was interesting and. And it wouldn't have the same effect as the other ones, were, which were basically critical of you. Right. So this is not critical of you. It's just critical of the concept. I see. Um, okay. <clears throat> so why... So what's the problem? You, like why, 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 what's the, why, why don't you like it that I have this podcast? Well, it's kind of like uh, airing dirty laundry in public you're basically asking your friends to say what problems they've had with you okay and this is sort of like when a couple when people going together one says oh just tell me everything you know tell me what really bugs you about me and then he does and then that ends the relationship so it's i don't think it's a healthy thing to do um for one thing secondly 
I don't think it's particularly useful unless it's useful to you as part of your performance. Mm -hmm. If it's part of your performance, then fine. But otherwise, I don't see the benefit to you. Okay, wait. So the first thing you said was it's like a couple that says, tell me what's bothering you, and then they break up? Right. So does that mean that you think that this is going to be detrimental to my friendships? I don't think it'll help. Really? Really. How can it help? Having conversations with your friends about things, things that have hurt them? And then they, you, get, you, you have the possibility of better understanding someone, and maybe I didn't know I was doing something, didn't intend to hurt them, and then you get over it? Well, but what I saw after listening to a few of these is that you'd have a tendency to argue rather than say to yourself, ah, so maybe I should try and improve this way or that way. So I didn't see you serving to improve you or help you in any way because... Um, a, you would argue. B, I think you just forget about it. And C, you just treat it as a as a blog as part of your performance. Okay. So, is so. But then, is so. I'm not sure whether it's you see it more as like as a performance or as it's it's genuine because. It's in one sense you're saying that it's a problem because people are going to come to you with issues and this causes tensions and or you know cause a breakup or whatever. But at the same time, you say that I don't really. You don't think I take it seriously the things I say? No, you take it seriously, but I I don't think you're using the what you hear to try to make any changes in yourself or or, or change. What gives you that sense that I because I argue with them? Right. But that's you don't seem to accept what what you're being told. Well. I mean, I think I think there's some sense that I'm trying. Like, I'm okay. You can't pick a particular episode. I think it's true in almost all episodes that I've heard. No, I think some I can see. I think I say, "Oh my god!" Like, I'm sorry. I mean, I think I try to explain where, where it came from, what what my thinking was, and. Uh, you know, try to show that something that may be may come across as self-interested or, or, or selfish had some underlying rationale, or maybe even if they're saying that you're being selfish. I mean, it's hard to it's hard to admit and be like full out. Oh, I'm like I'm sorry. I was completely wrong. I don't think one is often completely wrong. Then what's the point of asking people what the, what they think you did wrong or what's wrong with you? I mean, you're not going to accept what they tell you. Well, I mean, the point ultimately is it's something for public, you know? Like, I mean, there's a, there's a huge... We're not doing this in private. Right. So it is, in some sense, for entertainment or whatever, whatever you want to call it, artistic value or whatever. Right. And I think that my friends understand understand that. I don't think they're coming here... To, like, people aren't coming on here to, to air sort of, like, serious grievances. Like, it's not a... You know, it's not mediation. It's a podcast. I, I understand, but they're pointing out to you either behavioral flaws or character flaws or personality flaws or whatever mm -hmm. that they see in you and the way you've acted. And I don't think you recognize it as such. You're treating, you are treating it as entertainment. Okay. And not necessarily sitting down and thinking, I don't know if you... 
afterwards you sit down and listen to it and think about it and reflect on what was said and whether it's legitimate or not and whether you need to do something about it. I totally do. I do that for sure. You? I mean, listen, I mean, I forget things like anyone else does, but I listen to them over and over before I put them out. Mm-hmm. And I do think about what went wrong or what went on and I try to recognize that in myself and, you know, moving on and not act in the same way. Okay. Okay, well, I hope you do that because many of the things that I heard, Mm -hmm. I can empathize with, sympathize with, understand, and often agree with. Like you see their side, you see what what they're observing. I I see what they're getting at. Right. Well, maybe, maybe, you know, had, had this project you know, been created years earlier, then all these sort of tendencies would have been, you know, worked out. I don't know. Maybe. I don't know because I talked to you about things and that bother me, which I don't. I don't want to talk about now. Right. But I don't see much change. Okay. So that's why I wonder whether you know. I don't know if you listen to my concerns. So I wonder whether you listen to other people's concerns or whether you just treat this as as uh, part of your right. part of your act. You know. But then you also feel like people don't change. No, isn't, isn't that fair? That's very true. Okay. So then again, what's the point of doing this? Finding out all the things that people find wrong about you, and right. then when when you can't do anything about it, so all you're achieving is you're letting the world know about your. Perhaps your shortcomings, right? And you think it's a, it's kind of, an it's, a, it's it's unwise. It's an embarrassing thing to do to to air these things. Yeah, sort of like running around naked in the streets, you know, and exposing yourself to the world. But but isn't that what so many? But that, that's but that's bad. In, uh, that's bad in and of itself. Like there's no positive that can come from it. Well, if you're doing it and you get a million-dollar book deal, okay, there's right. justification for it. Speaking of which, I mean, isn't that what Lena Dunham did, yeah, basically? Which, exactly. Okay. But she's got a $3.5 million book deal and probably several million dollars on her show. Right. And so you can sort of excuse it. And yeah. and she's the one who's saying whatever it is she wishes to say about herself. Well, regardless, yeah, okay, that's so true. That's but, ultimately, but ultimately, I get to decide which what, what airs and what doesn't air. Yeah, that's true. But at the same time, she only got... I mean, we, we talk about this because the book is sitting right there on the couch. Right. And, and, uh, um, but also, she was only offered this book deal because of her previously air like voluntarily airing these 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 you know these truths about herself or, or presumed well that's truths. a character that's a character she um her tv show is about a character hannah which probably has many many uh stories that relate to her directly but really it's a character but and it's not her it's similar to sheila's book how should a person be but this is about, a character as well which is it well, but that's not clear because you don't say this is fiction. You don't say this is uh, memoir. You don't say that this is uh, reality. So it's open to everyone to interpret it. But I think, I mean, I think it's a. But I think that's first off. I think it's fine that everyone everyone's open to interpret it. Uh, and I think that it's not a fiction. Like not, none of these stories are made up. I'm not. I tell people don't make something up. Right. They have so to I don't think this problem. is fiction because people are not making up things about you. It may be a small thing which they blow up into a large thing. But not only that, but that I think 
you can't help but be conscious of the fact that this is being produced for, for you know tiny public consumption. So you're going to sort of perform a little bit. Well, you may be performing. I don't know if the people who are talking to you are performing as well. You don't feel you're performing right now at all? No. Really? The really? fact that this other other to listen to this conversation isn't affecting the, the, the things that you say, the choices you well, make? Well, I'm not conscious of it, but let's put it this way. If I thought, if I didn't want it to be heard, I wouldn't, I wouldn't do this. Right. So I know it's going to be heard, but I'm still saying whatever I would say to you if the microphone were turned off. Yeah, but you don't have to, you don't have to give me the title of Sheila's book, for instance, you know, in this conversation. Well, because she has many books, so I'm just talking okay. about that particular book. Okay, okay, because that's fair. Have you, uh, have, have, has, but no one's, no one's spoken to you about this? This podcast, which you mean the one we're doing now? Not the one we're doing now. Just in general, the whole idea, the whole series. Not very much. No one. So no one said to you like, "Ugh, comes off as like an unpleasant person" or something like this. Your no. son? Or? No, no, no. Okay. Has anyone said anything good about it to you? No one said anything about it. Okay, that's fair. That's <laughs> fair. Sorry about that. No, that's kind of what I would. That's what I would. I would have imagined. Um, but, but no one said anything to me about. A lot of things, you know. Like Sheila's book, for instance. Yeah, for example. Hmm. Hmm. And this somehow, what you're, the, so you're only coming on here to talk about being critical of the podcast itself because you feel like that is somehow, like that's something which you don't think is going to be so detrimental to, to me? No, but it was an interesting suggestion because it's sort of ironic in a way to be criticizing the podcast, which is about the things that I'm critical of. Right. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> that was Sheila's suggestion. I thought, okay, that's kind of funny. So, you know, that, that I'm willing to do. Right. But there's nothing like you haven't, you have, there's no particular episode that you've listened to. to that. I mean, I've listened to four or five. Okay. And in many of them, I, I, I knew what it was that they were talking about. Was it Nick? A cab with Nick or a couch with Haley? Or was I, it... I, I should have... Li- no, if you wanted me to be able to comment on that, then I'll, maybe I should listen to them and I'll be able to okay. talk about the specific All right. specific uh, episodes that, that bothered me. Right. So you'd rather that this whole thing ends? Like you'd honestly... You'd, you actually would... You'd, like you actually think that it's better if... I no longer record these. Well, I don't know. If you think it's good for your career, right? do it. Or you think it's good for you personally because it'll help you develop into a better person or whatever, then mm-hmm. and do it. Mm-hmm. So I can't comment on that. I don't know. Okay. Because I wouldn't want... I mean, like, I wouldn't want you to have an actual... See, the thing is as well, like, I wouldn't want you to actually engage in this because that would be too personal too intimate I think like that's something I don't think I, I'd want to air well that's why I didn't want to do it before right 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 <laughs> yeah that makes sense okay seeing as we don't discuss those things too much off the record either or without it being recorded I think it would be really odd to only discuss important issues when it's being recorded for your podcast right but that's the yeah but that's the thing see there aren't really important issues I think others are bringing up they're not super they're not as grave they're not as invested emotionally. They're not as sort of like they're not as cutting to the to the core. There's not much as much hurt or emotions involved. Well, of course, because you're you're just a friend. Yeah. And and, and you're not constantly dealing with them <laughs> and with this issue. 
Okay. Okay, but if you were living with them, right, then it might be an irritant that would come up constantly. Okay, 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 but it's not just that. Like I've been, I've been here for a week, you know. Yeah. But like, even even if I were to have an issue with Sheila or something, I don't, I haven't lived with her, haven't lived with her, you know, many many years. Right. So yeah, so it's not about the proximity; it's about the emotional intensity. I think. No, all I'm saying, you were saying is that it's not so important to, to the people that have done the podcast, and that's because you interact with them on a fairly infrequent basis. Not infrequent, just not as emotionally invest, invested. Those the kinds of things that bother them don't have a chance to arise on a regular basis. Okay. I would suspect. Okay. I mean, one came up on a, on a road trip to the West Coast. Right. Uh, that was a one, one-time road trip. Right. Yeah. Hmm. Okay. Hmm. I guess it, anyway. I guess at any yeah. I guess there. There are things which. Yeah, could be discussed, but we don't. There's no point. Well, I don't know if there's. I don't know if there's no point, but you don't seem to be interested in in talking period so so we don't talk <laughs> well it's complicated right <laughs> i'm sure it's complicated yeah. i don't find it complicated what you do but... uh, well anyway that's it's already entering into these into, into the, the complications um i don't know i guess is there anything else i mean it doesn't have to be a long thing No, I think I, I think I've stated what, why I, I don't really think this is great for you, but if it helps your career, terrific. But you don't think it will? I have no idea because I don't know how many people are listening to it, and I don't know how, if this is being critically reviewed. Um, I don't know. I don't know. Do you think it's helping? Yeah. Sure. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I know people who listen to this. And people I don't know who listen to this. Um, but, it, sorry? In that case, uh, everybody go and buy David's <laughs> yeah, yeah, record. Yeah, yeah. No, no, no. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, yeah, okay. But you, your suspicion is that as it is, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be a harm. It's going to do more harm. Than I think good. it's more negative than positive. Okay, in terms of prof- prof- professional advancement. Not professional, just people's views of you. Really? Okay. Yeah, really. All right. All right. Well, maybe I'll ask people. I don't know. I never really, I've never done that. People don't volunteer negative. You know, people don't volunteer like, oh, I, I dislike you more than I did prior to, to hearing, hearing the yeah. hearing the podcast. Yeah, people don't say that. Yeah, that would be an interesting question. <laughs> well, do they think of you more or less positively as a comedian? Right. Right. And then right. Do they think more or less positively of you as a person? Yeah, that's true. Actually, that's interesting. There are two really. There are two issues. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. And which is, which do I care about more? Right. <laughs> Maybe there's a way to figure that out, to do a, take a, to, you know, to canvas, canvas whomever. Yeah, well, find out, ask people who've listened to three or more podcasts what their impressions are. Yeah. Maybe I'll do that at the end of this episode. 
Okay. Maybe that's yeah. <laughs> then we'll, this see? will have done some good. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> there you go. You see, you talk about an issue, and then you know, well, you resolve the... I was willing to do this. Right. Okay. Yeah. But anyway, but the same thing that applies maybe to uh, more personal issues, like talking about other issues, not just not just sort of you know the formal the, the formal formal form of the podcast. No, as I said, if. It improves you as a person, then it's great. Okay, okay. Okay? Okay. And I, I don't know. I can't tell. You have to ask the people. Right. Maybe that's a second survey you could do. All the people who have done right. the podcast, go back to them and see. Since you have done the podcast, have you seen any change in me in regard to the issue that you brought up? You know what? That's a good... I don't know if they're going to... They, they paid attention to this. I'll, I don't know if this will have registered somehow, but I think it's a very... Why not? Why not? Why not? Well, I mean, just... I know. I mean, you can just email. You don't have to record them necessarily. Yeah. That's a great idea. Maybe that's... That could be like another little special episode. Maybe not. Maybe it's too dull. Maybe it won't work out. But it's good to follow up on. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. All right. Good. All right. So, more work. More work to be done. What's that? More work. More work to be done. More work to be done. That's great. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, we're on paid work. All right. All right. Thanks. I survived. (laughs) All right. Thanks. Okay, so you're saying that I'm treating it as entertainment. When people you're saying it's a rare thing for people to open up to you. Yeah, I was saying what I was saying is this is in a way like a therapy session where you where you open up to your therapist, and you're opening up to your therapist. Here is sort of a therapy session where people open up on you mm-hmm. about you. And what I was saying is that in a therapy session, it's confidential and private between you and the therapist. Mm-hmm. Whereas here, you're basically taking a therapy session, sort of a reverse therapy session, mm-hmm. and broadcasting it to the world. But isn't... Yeah. And but, you were saying that you kind of treat this as entertainment. Well, I think ultimately, given... I mean, yeah, it's for perform- it's performance. For whatever, whatever is stand-up is entertainment or art or whatever or... You know, something, something, yeah. Well, if an interview is entertainment, then I guess it's entertainment. But people have interviews where they try to find out about the the other. Right. It's a performance. Like, I feel it's more like, I feel like it's more like performance art. Like, Who's now, I'm not saying this is... Who's performing? Well, like, someone goes up on stage, you know, n- naked and starts cutting themselves or something like this. You know, I mean, that's, that is something which is, is it deeply intimate and honest and real or is it for others eyes or is it why is it one or the other well i think what's in what's much more intimate is is personality and personality flaws or issues that's intimate you know and that's what this is sort of revealing how various people see you that's that's intimate that's not something normally that happens at a party nobody somebody doesn't come up to you and say david Mm -hmm. i really have this beef with you but would, and then have it out there in, in, in front of everybody. Would you, okay, would you, like you love McEnroe, John McEnroe? I did. John, okay, or Woody Allen. Right. Would you be interested to hear these things about them? Like, do you, like, there are people who kind of, yeah, that's the question. Would I like, would I be interested in finding what they're really like, you mean? Uh, or what their friends think of them? Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Okay. Sure, I'd like to... F- yes, I would. Okay. But doesn't mean that I would think highly of them. 
at the end. I see. So people come up, came up and said, Woody Allen is, you know, <laughs> Woody child Allen molester. is a cheapskate, a child molester, you know, and, and, and cheats his friends and, uh, yeah. in, in business deals. Would that make me like him more? No. Would it make you... Okay, okay. No, I, no. The, in fact, when I read John McEnroe's book, I always liked John McEnroe, and I liked his outbursts. I thought he gave personality. I thought he was being sort of going over the top deliberately. He didn't really mean it. It was just an act. And when right, I read right, his book, right. and I found out that it wasn't an act, he really lost control right. of himself. He had mm. no control of himself. I, my esteem for McEnroe dropped significantly. Right. Because of what he revealed about himself. Right. So is that a good thing? Well, he's being honest, but... It... So you... But I'm not, sure, I'm not sure what purpose that served. So you think... I mean, okay, so no one should do this? Look, if, you, if you're writing a memoir, mm -hmm. then you have to have a certain degree of honesty. Otherwise, it's not interesting. Right. Uh, so in a memoir, you, you do, but are you treating this as the equivalent of a memoir? Well, do you think that people ought not to be honest in a memoir? No, you're saying, you're saying people should be honest in a memoir. It's a nice... It, it, yes. But for example, mm -hmm. I was thinking of writing, not necessarily a memoir, but just a personal story. For you and for Sheila, just sort of for the family. And then I thought, I can't really do that because I can't really be honest about myself or you or Sheila or, you know, my mother and so on because it's going to hurt people. Uh -huh, uh -huh. So right. I, don't, I don't think you can really be honest in a, in a memoir without hurting people. Sure. I and I think this is sort of like a memoir where you're hurting yourself. Okay. Okay. I don't... I, I totally I understand that concern. For a sort of limited benefit, right. slight benefit, all right? But I think the harm is, okay, I just think that these issues are kind of more foibles. Where the person Ah, uh, you see, <laughs> that's what I'm getting at. <laughs> but they're not damn, it's not like you're a bad person, not like you, you're a terrible person, you're, you know, you're, you're, you're You haven't killed or... anybody, no, and cheated, or, or cheated. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and you're right, they're foibles that bother people, but are you going to consider them and say, is this, is this serious? Is it really bothering more than one person? And, and, and then act on, you know, another thing you could do is make a list of all of these right. <laughs> things that people brought up and then go back to your friends and say, please check off which one you think is, is true. Which one have you seen? Which one isn't true? Right. Because it could be just with that one person and one incident, or it could be a general character yeah, I don't want to call it a flaw, but part of your character. Yeah, I think these things are habitual, and yeah, I think they are. They're what? They're traits. They're ways of be. They're 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 sort of tendencies of right. the, way, the way I behave. Yeah, right. And then you have to look at it and say, okay, is this a positive thing or a negative thing, mm -hmm. and, or do I need to do anything about it? Mm -hmm. Okay. Because you're you're a good person. There's no question about that. Okay. But you may not recognize the effect that certain behaviors that you do have on other people. Right. 
Yeah, but I still feel like maybe then I hear it more than other people do. What's that? But the, anyway, I just feel that at least I'm welcoming it. You know, other people may not even open open themselves up to this kind of criticism. And so they won't even be aware of how their behavior hurts other people. No, but you're not welcoming it unless you take it into consideration I, and act on it. If you just hear, I, if you just hear it and ignore it, then I don't it? just ignore it, though. I don't just ignore it. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Thanks for the reprise. Well, uh, reprisal? No. Huh? Reprieve? Not reprieve. Repri- What's it called? Like the second you come back? I forget the term. Second coming. Oh, well, maybe. <laughs> not quite, not quite. No, I'm just coming at this from a more scientific point of view, and this is why I'm suggesting that you try to, rather than treat this as sort of anecdotal mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, incidences, get some kind of... Now that you have, I don't know how many podcasts you have, 10 to 15, yeah. you have enough information there to get something statistically significant out of it. Okay. That's, yeah. Yeah, that's, yeah, just, that's from, just, yeah. just from an engineering perspective. <laughs> yeah, okay. <laughs> All right. All right. All right again. again. All right, thanks. I want to know what Okay, so that was the conversation between my father, uh, Gabriel Hetty, and, and, uh, and myself. And, uh, you know, he makes some good points. And really, uh, you know, like, what is this for? Can you, is it worth anything? Are you getting anything out of it? And so maybe because he's right, but also, you know, I mean, in responding to his very criticisms, what I went ahead and I did with, uh, you know, the encouragement of, of my sister is I actually did email some, uh, all the previous guests as well as some people whom I know are regular listeners. And I asked them, uh, what they think the effect of the podcast is um in particular i asked them one do you think less of me as a person and two do you think any better of me as a as a comic you know so clearly trying to trying to better oneself okay so here's a response from eric rosenberg who i I didn't even know him but we just ended up meeting in the locker room of a community center swimming pool i mean i ended up talking and he said oh i know you from this podcast and so uh that's a that's a positive thing nothing else anyway so eric rosenberg writes or wrote uh i admire your willingness to put yourself out there and the enterprise required to create anything at all let alone the commitment required to produce a in brackets semi regular podcast I also find myself wanting you to take a more humble disposition with the things your guests say, okay, searching for opportunities to learn and become a happier person. So while I don't believe I think less of you as a person, I don't think the man I meet on the podcast is someone I think highly of either. Hmm. Or at least I believe there's more available from you, and I see you choosing to leave it on the table. Yeah. Well, this clearly is not... This is not my best. Um, but you don't think less of me as a person. But it's not wholly positive. Okay, number two. Do you think any better of me as a comic? He writes, I appreciate mining for deeper tru- truths and presenting yourself as someone with whom people take issue is funny to me. I find myself hoping you'll take more risks in how you relate to the things your guests are telling you about their experiences with you. 
but even as it is, I find there's plenty about honest relationships that strikes my humor cord. So yes, your podcast makes me think of you as a comic storyteller, especially in that I've yet to see your live set. Hope that helps, Eric. Yeah, okay, so... So clearly, it's a, this, is, this is a positive thing, ultimately, I would say. Um, and then David Gelston, who's a good friend, and he does... He's a cinematographer. He filmed the comedy album. Uh, he, so he understands comedy. He likes my comedy. He says, first, I find it hilarious that you had your dad on this. Probably not the best idea, at least as far as family dynamics. At least I would never want to do this. So, do you think Lesmi's a person? Simple answer is no. Mostly the opposite, in fact because I have great respect for anyone who intentionally faces what can only be uncomfortable social situations, presumably, for self-improvement. This is all the more admirable when contrasted with the insular lives most people are busy trying to lead. So I'm up at a cottage right now. Um, added to the base respect I have for anyone who is self-critical and interested in hearing what others think, there is the added bonus of this being a totally unique and interesting way to go about doing such a thing and this leads into my response to this question, do you think of me better as a comic? Also, the simple answer is probably no. Because I don't find the two to be entirely related, except in most broad terms, as an exposition of public persona. I think it's an interesting enterprise, but not one related to stand-up comedy, for one, because no one is really watching. <laughs> okay, um, if you were doing this on stage, or possibly as part of a video piece, then you could make an argument to the contrary. As it stands now, it's part of your canon and therefore informs your public persona. As such, and being an interesting and unique exercise, it's a positive, just an ancillary one. As for putting my responses on the podcast, he says, I'd rather do it in person <laughs> rather uh, than having you read this aloud because it would take me much longer to tweak the text to be maximally literate as opposed to the more causal, sorry, casual exposition of speech. Well... We will just presume that this is you at your most, if not your most, at your maximally literate, okay? So not, not, not better as a person and not better as a comic, but you're appreciative. You, you would never written back. And, you know, we've done all that time, I feel. And then my friend Michael, who was a guest, we're old high school buddies. I, I think I wasn't supposed to use his last name, so I won't use it now. He writes me, that was kind of the point of what I was saying in our episode, I think, about the need to find lessons. Would be happy to chat by phone or in person at Christmas. When are you around? Um, yeah, because Mike's episode was all about that he thinks I should be happier. Like things aren't going so terribly. Why be so, why be so negative? Margo Williamson wrote back, a previous guest, you're hilarious, good luck. Okay. She had better things to do, which I totally respect, um, you know, for such small... But everyone's listening for different reasons. But, she, you know, she has, she has her own stuff going on, she, especially... Anyway, thank you, Margot, for the, for the well wishes. Uh, Nick Flanagan, comic, previous guest, he says, What was my problem again? That you ask for help from those who also need help? In a show business sense, is that it? Oh my, and I write back, I think it was that when discussing my stand-up anxieties, they become your anxieties. And then he wrote back, right, the other one I brought up isn't a problem with you. Uh, and then he asks me, has my problem alleviated, i.e. my anxieties with comedy? He says, I think I've come to a different view of the whole concept. Okay, again, Nick, you're not doing what I asked you to do. You're not talking about any 
issues related to me, which is what the podcast is about, you're again saying, I think I've come to a different view of the whole concept. Again, you're talking about things that affect you, which is totally fine. I mean, this is totally self-interested as well. But it, And then Mark Slutsky, a listener and friend, writes, I don't think less of you as a person nor a comic. I think comedy in its most elemental form is a relentless process of self-interrogation. Even the most basic observational what's with the deal jokes question who we are and our relationships with the everyday, with the world we move through and take for granted which is what you are doing with this podcast. Anyway, we can talk about it more if you like. And then he writes back, after I sent him something, um, you can tell your dad from me, I think you are A-OK. All right, so Mark, you can... Oh, you want to check out something funny Mark does? Check out uh, Sad YouTube. What a sad YouTube. Um, It seems like very few, not a lot of people wrote back. I'd say of of the people that wrote back, to me, who are about half of whom I, whom I wrote, uh, you know, but half actually responded, you know, some really thoughtfully and considered, considered ways, and only half of those said I was, it was okay, it was an okay project. So, I'm not sure it's statistically significant, but... Maybe it's a waste of, it's not a waste of time. No one says it's doing terrible. It's not hurting. It's not hurting. I say this, I say this isn't hurting. Um, but for myself, I am a little tired of this, 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 this podcast because it doesn't grow. I don't see how it grows. It has, I mean, my father has zero, you know, zero, no one listens to him in the, in the, in, in the greater world. When you, in, and when, when you go in a most, Others' podcasts, they have other people who listen to theirs, and that's kind of helpful. And I want to be able to engage with new people. I can't, I can't forge relationships for years and then just do this alone. Anyway, if, honestly, if there's another podcast idea which you might like to hear, let me know because I want to talk to I want to talk to new people. I just don't know how in this way. Uh, if you like this, you know, tell your friends or whatever. Um, oh, yeah, and go check out Burning Books podcast. Um, it's, it's sort of this friend of mine reviews books. I'm doing a little thing on it later on, uh, reading, reading some of the text. But, yeah, and he, Eric, Eric Beck-Rubin, he was a previous guest on this as well. So once again, this podcast is part of No More Radio. You can listen to all of No More Radio's podcasts at nomoradio.com. Support for No More Radio comes from the Montreal Improv. You can find out more about them at montrealimprov.com. And of course, the, my album comes out on uh, May 5th. And otherwise, uh, thanks for listening. And Dad, thanks for doing this. Uh, you know, I love you. And uh, that's it. All right, thanks very much. Bye. Bye. Thank you.